You are listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review Podcast. We find little nuggets, treasures, valuable pieces of gold in the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast and pass them on to you, perhaps expand a little bit. We are not associated with Joe Rogan in any way. Think of us as the talking dead to Joe's walking dead. You're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your host, Adam Thorne. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. One, go. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review. A bit of a short week this week. We had Protect Our Parks and Corral... Uh, what was his name? Oh, Kamara Usman. God, I love that guy. And the Fight Companion, which I don't even know how to review a Fight Companion. It doesn't make sense. It's like a review of a review of a thing. So of a bunch of dudes watching some fights. Yeah, though it was funny. I'd watch it. It was great to see those guys together again. I think the f- last time they were together was before the um, pandemic. And if you watch it, I think they blamed they blamed uh, Brian Callen for blowing that um, Aztec whistle of war. And causing the whole pandemic, which I think is true. I don't want to start my own new conspiracy, but it was an ugly sound, and we had a rough couple of years. So thank you, Brian. Mm. Happy to be in Montana where people don't believe all the conspiracies. Or mm. maybe they do. Maybe they do. That's the good thing. Maybe, maybe A little it's... less trusting of the GOV. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of both. All right, protect our parks. Numero cinco. Mm, well, up until this point, they've saved no parks. No parks. They are zero for one on parks. It's Ari's fault. He's depressed. Mm, yeah. Kidding, I don't know, but he really didn't say much. These, to me, personally, are my maybe favorite pods of all time. Todd does not think so you're gonna throw me under the bus right at the beginning okay you can't say it to me i just would rather hear the Hubermans of the world i i i enjoy the episodes more when we get people like straussman and scientific people i look i love comedy man don't get me wrong but this is the fifth protect our parks and i love these guys i think they're hilarious they are hilarious dude i mean don't get me wrong but four hours Brilliant. I mean, it's brilliant. It's absolute nonsense, and I love you. every single minute of it. I really do. <laughs> I just, I do. Gillis and Joe P. Challenge, amazing. <laughs> I mean, they kind of, what's interesting is they cut the pod off, um, and I felt like they had continued talking. I don't know if there's like a part two to this, or they just maybe rambled on nonsense and then decided to cut it out, but... I would like to know who won that challenge. I got a feeling Joe won. He does. He pee. was, dude. He was adamant that he was going to win. I think that he would have let himself get bladder cancer before he lost this. They didn't. Um, they didn't challenge as much of a of a beer drinking contest as last time, though. I mean, it was kind of just yeah, because that would have ruined. It's way it. more chilled. I like, mean, that would have made him piss, dude. You can't do that every time. I mean, Rogan slammed a bunch of beers. Let's be honest. Look, it's good to see. I mean, well, what's Gillis said he was born in 88. Is that real? Yeah, I think so. I didn't realize he was so young. Um, but I mean, 
It's not Joe, that young. Joe's the oldest one in there, right? Oh, for sure. He's not 40 yet. He's still in his mid-30s. Yeah. But there's a lot of young people out there, dude. Yeah. We're just truth. old. Truth. Well, we're 40. 40 and 41. That's not bad, baby. Yeah. You're 41? I'm 40. You're 41. Not yet. End of the oh, month. Fo- oh, sorry. You got a Relax, month. My dude. bad. My bad. You got my son's birthday. I need to, I know this. Planning a party for you. The way they were giving Ari all kinds of shit for being old. And he's not. He's you like calling, 45. You calling Ari Ari? I, I always do. Okay. Is that it's, an English thing? Well, it's how I do it. I mean, how old is he? I think he's 45. Yeah. Yeah. But Looking real creepy with that stash, baby. Oh, yeah. He's pulling it off for sure. Did you see him when he put on those pit vipers it's and a, then wore the hat? <clears throat> I didn't watch it. I just listened. But it, oh, there's something okay. about... There's some. I had my headphones on, but there's something about bald guys that just want to grow facial hair. It's just there's something about that, isn't there? Well, it's definitely got like. Bit yeah, of a, this is neither here nor there. It doesn't really matter. Well, it's like an '80s feel for life. <laughs> They're coming back. Yeah, that's way better than the '90s coming back, dude. All yeah. this, all these colorful shit. I mean, look, these these women jeans. What do you call the jeans that all the women are wearing nowadays? Like the younger women who wear jeans that looks like they're from the 80s. They're pulled up like past their belly button. Oh, well, in England, you just call them dungarees. Yeah, well, dungaroonies. Yeah. I don't get it. Mm. I don't get it. Well, they like it. That's in style. Uh, Yoga pants Todd. That's what we're going to call you from now on. Normand is the king of throwing out one-liners throughout the entire episode. I didn't feel like he was on point this week, though. I mean, he he was still funny, but yeah. He's just the guy throwing out one-liners the whole time. It's true. Like, in the background with his glasses on. He came out strong, and uh, then, what did he say? Something about Gillis's mom being ugly? And that uh, yeah. was it. He went quiet for like a good hour. Yeah. Well, he was thinking about that photo of himself at 350 after high school football. <laughs> Bless him. Yeah. That's Bless. a big boy. Mm. Edibles on a plane. What do you think? I think if you... Well, that was Rogan and Ari did mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think and Tom it's Segura. a horrible idea. Tom Segura got real scared once. Horrible idea. In One. my mind. I mean, look, I I Are enjoy... a bit of a pussy. Look, no. <laughs> Come on. All right, dude. I may be a drunk, but at least I'm not a pussy, okay? Uh, I would say that for me, personally, I like to take about four to six milligrams. Anything above that, I'm going to get really paranoid. I don't like smoking weed anymore. It's too strong. And for whatever reason, the, the way edibles hit me... It's like being in a bad trip. It just gives me paranoia. It gives me anxiety and those things I'm not used to. Those but are that, things that I don't, in, I don't do well with. That's what I know. Nobody does. But that's what Joe was talking about. You got to be scared. And this is why Gillis doesn't smoke. Look. I'm not trying to get everyone out there to do it. But I'm don't saying. Don't do it. Don't do it. Take a small amount. Microdosing is incredible, whether it's weed and- Everything is about a small amount. You got to do a limit that works for you. Yeah, but these guys are there. That wasn't their limit. Like it was way above. I mean, yeah. maybe not for Rogan. He he probably eats edibles a lot, doesn't he? I think I think he does. I mean, Annie smokes weed, so if you have a tolerance, it's way different. But he kept it together. Yeah, 
I, I wouldn't. It's great on a plane. I okay? feel like I'm find always your, late. Just find your limit, even if it's tiny. It could be two. And just try it on a plane and practice. I like to drink alcohol on planes. That's my thing. You know, everybody's got their drugs. I'm, more, I'm, a, I'm on the Gillis team on this one. Yeah. You know, I, I want to have my two, maybe three cocktails. If I'm going to Hawaii, maybe we'll bump it up a little because they give <laughs> you free booze on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, Hawaii is a long flight, too. I mean, you need to get drunk just to fall asleep for a while. How long is that flight? Dude, I, it's long. I, I can't remember. It's like eight hours or something. Oh, Jesus. I, I, could be, I could be off. Maybe it's six, but it's way longer than any other flight I've been on because I've never been to Europe. Let's jump into conspiracies. They talked mm. about Flight 93 during 9-11 heading towards the White House. Was it shot down, Todd? I think so. Dude, it was blown all over the place. It was like a big, long line of smashed up stuff. Look, why why hasn't this information come out? Why? It's been 20 plus years, 23 years almost. Dude, this is why. Because it would look terrible if the U.S. government shot down a plane full of people. Well. There are our Americans. Do we, do we need to get into opinions on Building 7 on this one? Because they didn't talk about it. No. But to just, me, that's the, the biggest flight. conspiracy. But just if the we, flight. The flight absolutely got shot down. Absolutely. It's, it it could have hit the, another tower. It could have hit another building. It was headed, well, that one was headed towards the Pentagon, actually, right? No, I think the White House. Okay. So, because yeah. uh, the I other one, maybe hit, not. the other one, you know, supposedly hit the Pentagon. That was the other flight, right? And there's no video of that. So there's that shit was probably shot down. Nothing. There's no evidence really of much there. No. Um, they got all the footage. But here's the thing, right? What happens if that happens today? Hopefully someone gets it on their cell phone. Well, but here's the thing. It's like, does is the government thinking that too and saying, shit, we need a new plan for this? Like, how are we going to take these vehicles down? Because a lot of people are going to be filming stuff all over the place. Yeah, I mean, yeah, nobody was filming with iPhones in 2002, that's for sure. I think we all had flip phones back then, if we even had that. I didn't even have a flip phone yet. I was, was in college. It was definitely 2001. Yeah. It was 9-11. Yeah, and flip phones were like a new thing back then, I remember. And I don't no, even, no one was videotaping shit back then. No, it, I mean, you couldn't do it from your phone. You no need way. a camcorder, yeah. for sure. I had a nice Hi8 camcorder, remember those? Oh, yeah. The little mini... Uh, discs. It wasn't a mini disc. It was a mini tape. VHS. Yeah. 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 That was the shit though back then. Yeah. Fancy. Yeah. I need but, to look back on those videos. So, so yeah, I don't. I I do not believe that it just went down. I mean, didn't didn't they get the black box and then they hit all that info from us? Right. It was like the one dude who called, or was that the one that hit the Pentagon? I don't. I don't know if they released the black box on that. Well, one of the flights they did, I think that was the one that went down in Pennsylvania, I thought. They said that there was a box cutter, right? Isn't that the same flight? Yeah. Guy with the box cutter took down the dude. I think that was the movie, though. So they made a movie about that flight that that made them look good. That's the one they're talking about, though. Exactly. Yeah. But they just probably shot it out of the sky. And it doesn't take anything away from the people on it. You know, they... 
they fucking went through a thing. Yeah, but like like, like they said, Jesus. If, if you can save 3,000 people by killing 200, you're going to do it. I mean, if I was on that plane and it was like, Todd, you're going to go down with this, you're going to save 3,000 people and go down, probably going to you know, feel better about dying that day, as shitty as that is. Yeah. Like, how selfish would that be? If, if someone was like, hey, you got like a devil on your right shoulder, an angel on the other, it's like, which one are you going to pick? You going to pick saving two or 3,000 people because this might hit the White House? Or I guess there's well, not going to be 3,000 people in the White House. But. No. but it sounded inevitable that the people on the plane were going to crash into something. Right. Regardless. Exactly. And it could be a bad thing. So you're going to take the first hit, which I do is not, the government. I do not feel good about backing with the government on this one at all. But I, that's a tough one. Tough choice, especially look, in the moment they hadn't had many of these. Look into building seven, dude. That's all oh, I say. you get. I'm gonna, get me started. I'm gonna throw down conspiracy all day on that one. Well, let, let's open up conspiracies to the recent um, podcast conference that just went off. I think it was in Florida. Is that the one we watched? Yeah, about Ben Shapiro. Oh yeah, yeah. So you know, uh, we're connected to a bunch of people that went down there. And, uh, you know, we might get in trouble for this, but also I don't care. It just sounded like a bunch of podcast nerds, bless them. But you want to go hang out with a bunch of other podcasts, up to you. And Ben Shapiro showed up. Daily, has, Daily Wire. Has a big podcast, right? People like it. Mm-hmm. And they made a huge apology. What's that about? Yeah, the conference made an apology for having him there, right? Yeah, but because dude, what? everyone was up in arms because he's because he's pretty far right, man. That's why. I mean, as ridiculous that as ridiculous as that is, that's just the way of the people these days. They want to take a stance, and because they don't like what Shapiro has to say, clearly they had. I would guess hundreds of emails of people complaining, so they have to make a statement as stupid as that is. Yeah, but okay. And I'm not a Shapiro fan, but I am a fan of freedom, free, freedom of speech. And if you know, he was invited to the conference, so it's it, whatever. Like if if Trump was invited the, to the spot, then the same thing would have happened times a thousand. Yeah, and it would make sense. But also, what does that mean, right? <clears throat> does that mean if this is okay? Like, let's just put ourselves in a position of ultimate power. If this is okay to do this, and we assume it is. If it's okay for the podcast conference to do this? Yes. Yeah. Now you and I are in charge of the podcast conference, right? Yeah. And then we get some show on that's talking about, I don't know, furries and how that should be (laughs) a thing that people give rights to. They need cat litter boxes. In every restaurant. I mean, Portland's already doing that, apparently. Well, other than that being hilarious. And and totally wacko. Yeah. But, I mean, what, are we going to kick them out and apologize for it? If you have a big enough podcast. No, no. Pod, but podcasting as it is, is a space of freedom. Yeah. It's, it's to allow you to do whatever you want. Right? I don't tell you what to do on this show. Thank goodness. Right? I'd, I'd fucking quit right now. You told me to be more me today. Let's go. Let's go. 
Also, you're fine. So for furries, yeah, furries, if they want to come into the conference, fine, but they're gonna get a lot of ex- people bitching about it's it. A, yeah, but it's an extreme example. But it's what this is like the last kind of this is like the wild west of media. You should be allowed to come on, yeah, your and do your podcast if you have an audience, whoever they are. You should be allowed to speak to them as yeah. long as you're not hurting anybody, which is like. There has to be something defined for that, right? If you're right. coming on and you're riling people up to, like, invade countries or kill other people, yes, there would have to be. Because there have been people in the past that have done this, right? Yeah. We know who they are. Tiny mustaches. You can't allow them to build that type of audience and then cause this sort of, of an issue. Yeah. But just having a big podcast in the top 100, there has to be all different types of categories. It's like you take TV shows. Nobody ever said Fox News can't go to a thing or uh, like CNN can't go. I have a solution. Who, who would you say the far left podcaster is? That would be the, the antithesis to oh, Mr. The Shapiro. What do you got? I have no idea. Okay. So I don't know either. But whoever that is. Let's should just, be able to be there. Right. But okay, they do you have remember an audience. do you remember back in the sixties, I believe, maybe seventies, when Gore Vidal they they did a there was a show about this on Netflix, I believe. Gore Vidal and William Buckley. Okay, Buckley was far right, Gore Vidal was leaning much further left for the seventies, right? Right. He was a hardcore Democrat and gay at the time. I don't even know if he had come out yet, but they were both amazing debaters like Gore Vidal is a brilliant writer was a brilliant writer I think he's he's passed away now but and William Buckley was like a um I don't know his job title but he was either a journalist or he was a political analyst for the right right he was on he was on team Nixon and they had a debate that's what I want to see you 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 take these podcasts and I'm not saying it's their job to do this but if it were me and if I were hosting this podcast convention, that's what I would have done. Let's do a debate with these two and let's go on some topics. How cool would that be? Yeah. That's what's up. Well, I mean, Shapiro does a lot of other podcasts. For well, sure. Of course he does. But like then but wouldn't wouldn't the end of the conference be better if they just said, Okay, so this is all the politics that came up around it. Let's do a podcast about that. Like, let's sure. talk about why. Let's get Ben on and then have the people that hosted it and, like, let's talk about it. Just because he gets, you know, that guy's hard to argue with because he's a smart guy. He talks fast. Yeah, I mean, he's a he's difficult to have good yeah. points against. But, like, I, I just don't get the point of turning this into the new Hollywood and that's what it looks like it's doing. And I think that it's a lot of pressure from the advertisers. And it's like advertisers run everything. And this just brings us back to Pfizer f- sponsoring everything. Mm-hmm. It's like there's no reason that they would have been so mad if they didn't think that there was going to be some type of external pressure. And it's not the fucking 15 emails that they got. Right. From yeah, it was obviously a I, yeah. I would agree. I, I would tend to agree. I'm sure it was a sponsor that got upset. Yeah, it's got to be something, right? It just well, makes me think, man. With these 
worlds of podcasting. Like, and, well, where are we going? Let's also let's let's remember that Shapiro is just a guy. He's not a scientist. You don't have to take everything to verbatim with this dude, just like you don't take everything from Rogan for verbatim. Like, he's just a dude on a podcast, and I, I feel like people forget. They try to get their news from podcasts, but Shapiro is not... I mean, I don't consider him a, new, a news analyst or a journalist. You who, know? Do you, who do you consider to be a news analyst? Someone like... Uh, well, analyst. I, I'm thinking more of a journalist like Glenn Greenwald or Alex Brenneman. Or was it Brenneman, the guy on last week? Mm-hmm. Close. Those types of people who work for the New York Times or other highly regarded, maybe they're not as highly regarded as they were in the past, but in my mind, those types of people, when they write something, they have to have sources. Ben Shapiro doesn't need a fucking source for anything. So stop taking his words like they're fucking gold. I mean, I'm not just talking about Shapiro. I'm talking about anyone who's on a podcast. You're not getting baited for your sources, dude. Sources are the biggest thing in journalism, and that has gone totally astray these days. Well, but I'm less worried about that. And like, okay, credibility is something, you know? But they're not rating credibility. They're rating, like, and they're not even rating popularity. Who's not rating? The people that did this podcast conference. Yeah. Yeah, they're rating backlash. Right, but don't you think people would be less upset if they could remember that Shapiro is just a dude with opinions? Well, exactly. Right. That's my point. Yeah, that's so, my but point, it, too. But it doesn't have anything to do with whether he, you know, is the news or not the news. Or The fact is, he has an audience big enough to get him into this thing. Yeah. Because people like listening to him. He doesn't break any laws. He makes sense to those people. You know, yeah. whether you like him or not. <clears throat> right. And there's a lot of nonsense podcasts on there that aren't, <clears throat> you know, politically, you know, annoying. But nobody says anything about that. It's just like, what are you, what are you talking about? But they have an audience, so they should be there. They should get their award. They should be allowed to just be a part of this community. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more, man. The more dissenting opinions you have on both sides, the better. Or else, what are we doing? Something. Something. Something, baby. I know. I mean, right. Steven Seagal. <laughs> oh, buddy. I had no idea that that video was real. Mm-hmm. Just that it was like Australia. Was he in Australia? Where was he? No, he's like uh, New Orleans. Or, no, New Orleans. Sorry. Yeah. New, or New you Orleans. Ne you never watched Knowledge. this show? No. I, ha I have not seen Dude, the show. This show is brilliant. Supposedly, he was like a cop for 20 years there. That what? was awesome. And I, I don't really understand the ins and outs of it because he was making movies. So he wasn't like on the street, hitting the beat doing that but he was yeah, he is allowed to arrest people that's awesome and he has an accent <laughs> i don't know if this makes me dislike him more or like him i like more. i, I can't like tell. him i like him more because of it yeah absolutely i like him more it has to be i mean i wish keanu reeves was actually johnny utah and also a cop because mm. that would be awesome and I don't care what you guys say about Keanu. 
Legend. Fucking amazing. Legend. I mean, come on. Yeah. But yeah, Seagal, that, that was completely out of left field for me. I thought they were joking at first until the video came Probably up. Probably a lot of people did, though. Yeah. You know? And then who was that dude at the end who's now a state... Is he a congressman now? The guy that just went off on a rant that was incredible. He was an, a cop. That video was something, right? I'd, I vote, mean, okay. I'd vote for that guy. Well, they only looked at his website when they <laughs> said that this was the most successful X, Y, and Z, but... I don't know whether that's true or not. Uh, just that speech alone. So I mean, good. the fact that Ari Ari was like one take, boom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this guy nailed it. Yeah, he nailed that speech. Yeah, it was great. Whether you like it or not, he nailed it. It was good. No was wonder good. people turn themselves in. That would be terrifying. If he listed you on that. I even if I was innocent, I'd be like, I gotta go in because this guy, <laughs> I gotta go in just to talk to this dude. Yeah, this guy's not fucking around. <laughs> oh, it's good. This guy's not fucking around at all. Bad boys, bad boys. <clears throat> Did they really cancel cops oh, during yeah. the pandemic? I didn't realize it was during the pandemic. That was the first I heard of it. I I thought cops was on reruns for the past twenty fucking years, but. Who knows? Well, I mean, it's like it's like the most popular show ever. Yeah, but I, I mean, I th- this is just I don't know. I guess I don't watch daily TV anymore. Like you used to see it on Channel Four News or whatever every night or seven. You know, AB. I don't know if it was AB. No, it was on Fox. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching that. You know, when I was in grade school and middle school and probably throughout high school, when. Netflix wasn't around, you know, you watch TV at the end of the day and you only see, you see the Simpsons, you see cops, you see some Saved by the Bell reruns. What else do we got? We got, I mean, that's what I, uh, Fresh Prince of of Bel-Air. That was me, you know, watching that, those shows. American Gladiators. uh, America's Funniest Home Videos. Mm -hmm. But I didn't realize they were filming cops up until recently. Not, I mean, I would have guessed it was gone for at least 10 years but i don't know did they say it just recently stopped filming i think in like 2018 19 okay maybe. so it was right before the pandemic yeah great show some of the best tv i mean it's look as sad as it is i mean a lot of it's just sad that they're chasing after these people that really are just not even really thugs at all they're just kind of running around with a you know, small bag of drugs and they're getting their doors kicked in and whatever. I mean, it, well, it's, I mean, it's it, all the, pretty much scripted. Come on. Well, no. No? I don't think it is. I think the show just, like, picks on idiots. Yeah. Because that's hilarious. There's, like, a comedy factor to it, even if... Like, it doesn't get that... Like, you don't end the show crying. It almost never is like, oh, this, you know, child abuser or, like, wife beater... They rarely do that. It's just like some crackhead yeah. that that dropped his pants. I mean, and that's he's like, it. I don't know why you arrested me. Yeah, and you just it's, like it's uh, the jackass of arrest for sure. It, it, they definitely have that as the thing, which doesn't really reflect cops in general. No, I mean it would be a way more depressing show. Let's be honest. Was it? Were they saying that it was typically filmed in the South? Is that why they had so many drunk idiots on there? 
Um, well, they I think they did like city seasons. Yeah, where they would do different spots, but you could find you can find lunatics in any I mean, city for sure. Why don't they just have Seagal on that show, baby? Come on, do that again. It, that would have been a good crossover. <laughs> that would have been a great crossover show, dude. Like cop Seagal edition. Yeah, yeah. he just like. The setup is him just like kicking everybody. Oh, there's too many cameras, man. People would get upset. Well, if it was self defense. Yeah. What do you think of the breathalyzer bit? What what happened with the breathalyzer bit? I don't remember that one. Oh, they were just doing the breathalyzer to see how drunk everyone was. <laughs> Gillis was at point. See, this is why I need four. to watch. I need to watch these because I miss I miss some stuff when I'm not actually looking at when I'm not just watching it when I'm just listening. But yeah, point one four. <laughs> so that's uh, close to twice the limit. Yeah. And then he was giving Joe shit for being point zero nine, which is just over the legal limit to drive. But I think this highlights it for everybody. It's like they were all lit. Now, yes, mm. Joe smoked some weed, but also. Even um, Mark was at point zero nine, and I don't think I would want him driving anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mess, a mess. Yeah, point zero nine is not much at all. Isn't point oh eight like two beers in an hour? I don't know. That's the legal limit is point zero eight, but that's, that's it. Yeah, two beers in an dr- hour. Don't drive after that, right? But then looking at the way they were behaving, I was like, none of them should be driving. They should barely be podcasting. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. Well, they held it together. Well, they did. And and Shane, I mean, come on, dude. Gillis is Gillis could have 20 beers and still be fine. Oh, no doubt. No fucking doubt. But for sure. Do you think that has something to do with cuz he used to be so big? I mean, he's obviously clearly always been a drinker. He's drinking light beer, but he drinks a lot. He says he struggles really bad for the hangovers. Yeah. That's a mess for him. Well, well, he seems to like drinking enough for that not to bug him too much. Mm. But maybe it's just when he's on these podcasts. I don't know the guy in his personal life. You know? I mean, you and I drink whiskey when we do these shows, but, you know, we're not getting hammered. Well, catching sometimes. A, catching a nice little buzz here and there, but, you know, maybe we should have a breathalyzer in here just to see where we can get. It sounds kind of fun. See where we're at. I did that in college for sure. What's the highest you ever blew? I think it was like a point one four. That's pretty high. It was high. I mean, we were trying hard. Wow. Yeah. And like, Gillis just does that on Rogan. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. It was high. I mean, I was blacked out for sure. Mm-hmm. They did talk a little bit about how easy it is to live in L.A. Mm. Like, and that's that's an important point that I thought they made just because I live there. You know, the weather's so good. Everything, there's no seasons. You just kind of, every day, wake up. I mean, it's not easy because it's expensive. Let's not forget that. Yeah. But it's like Neverland, you know. It's just nice every day. And some other places have challenges. You know, Bozeman does. Gets cold. I like the four seasons, though. Yeah, but a lot of people do. I think it helps you measure time better. I, I mean, I, I just like to be cold at night when I'm sleeping, too. I don't like the fake, you know, air. I don't like having an air conditioner on 24-7 like you would have to in L.A. 
saying that though, I we didn't in Santa Monica. Yeah, I mean, we're right by the beach because you're by it's the like ocean. Seventy-two. Yeah. You know, you can do it. It almost makes it easier. What did it's you? It's not AC related. What did you think about the ten inches of water? They were talking about climate change, and obviously the the morons out there. As much as I. <laughs> I want to respect people for their beliefs. And you know what? If you're an environmentalist, fine. I love trees too. But jumping your, you know, putting yourself in the middle of a highway is not helping the cause. It's making you look real dumb and it's just upsetting people. Yeah. People are gluing their hands. To oh, to the, the statues. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand what any of them were doing. And I, I mean, I understand what their uh, mission was, but like gluing yourself to the road and stopping. Okay. So let's say you have a mission and you're like, people need to know. So you're going to piss off regular people driving to work that are just trying to do like live. Yeah. And it's hard to do it. And now you have, you would assume privileged people gluing their hands. They Look, they are not letting their families starve to gl- like glue their hands to the road and sit there. Yeah. I'm not saying their cause isn't important to them. It is, but they're obviously in a position of, like, I don't have to be at work today. Or yeah. if I lost my job chilling out on this road today, <laughs> then my life can somehow be the same and people are trying to get to work. That's fucking nuts. It seems like a much more plausible and better idea if, you know, if they're trying to cut down trees in the red, you know the redwood forest and you chain yourself to a tree so that the contractors can't cut it down. That seems like more of a, I don't know, uh, an idea, a respectful idea that's not really pissing anyone off other than the people trying to cut down the tree and they're still getting paid mm-hmm. to sit there in their, in their machinery. So yeah. do that, guys. Don't Try put yourself in the middle of a road. Get close to it. You get know? close to or, it. Or... Start small. Work, work, work your way up in your community. What are you doing? What are these people doing in their community to help environmental change? Come on. You're just making them look bad. It's like... Yeah. I, it reminds me of the bikers who... And I... Dude, I bike to work a lot in the, when it's nice out. I love biking. It's a nice little you know retreat to get to work on my bike. feels good, whatever. But I don't bike like a jackass. Okay, I stay on the road. I don't bike on the sidewalk. Don't bike on the sidewalk. You're just ruining it for all the bikers who know how to bike. Do you know what I mean? You're just making other bikers look bad. And, and these, these environmentalists who are, you know, throwing themselves out in the middle of traffic are just making all the other environmentalists who are doing good stuff look bad. Yeah, if any of them are. I'm sure they are. Look, I don't follow it. But like I said, a guy chaining himself to a tree, fuck yeah. Good for you. Are the people, you know, trying to stop the the oil pipeline? More power to them. The, the Native Americans at Standing Rock, yes. Do that. You're not hurting anyone else other than these, people you know. People that want oil. Right, but, but really, how much... oil. Right, but how much oil from the tar sands are we actually getting? There's a lot of debate there. It's not creating a ton of jobs. There's alternative energies that we could do. It's like... In my mind, I respect those people. It's their land. Their treaties got completely effed. So more power to them to try and save their own land. That's different. 
All right, getting preachy. But you told me to be me today, baby. No, I got it. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I mean, this is, no, seriously. This is what the do you opinions? What do you What do you think about that, though? If we want to go off on that for a minute. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I wish I knew more about it, but like, I feel like if we don't have to buy oil from the Russians, all the Saudis that sell oil to the Russians. And then we get it at an inflated price and our prices go through the roof, which just happened. Right. We could have one pipeline that went through areas. Yeah. And, like, you've got to think, right? I'm at, okay. And the, this is me knowing nothing. But, like, look at a house. You have pipes that go through the ground and they plumb into your house. If you had to have a little truck pull up every day Mm -hmm. with, like, a few gallons of water, and then that's how you took a shower, and then they drove off, you'd think that's pretty inefficient. Mm -hmm. But if we can have a tube that brings the oil and the water exactly where we needed it, it'd be pretty good. Because otherwise we got boats coming from Saudi that came from Russia— and then they bring them in, and then trucks have to drive the oil to the little stations and unload. Uh, yeah, I understand what's happening here. I get, I get the economics of it. But what I've heard, and again, another, none of us are experts here, but the amount of damage that that would do if it was to burst is not worth it to get, to get the amount of oil that you're going to get from that. And we're going to sell most of that oil to other countries anyhow. Well, that's, that's the problem that I see. How do you know that? Is that happening? Where do you get that from? Look, again, these are things that I've heard, and I don't know if it's true or not, but I've heard that it's not going to create a ton of jobs. The the tar sands are not efficient ways of getting oil in this country. There's there's better ways to do it. And, And also, there's alternative things. I mean, why aren't we talking about uh, hydrogen powered cars? Like, what happened to those? Do you remember those? Where you could power a car with hydrogen? Well, yeah, true. But and, I mean, and natural gas and those things, like I, those are the types of things that I want to see moving forward instead of just the conglomerates doing the same old thing, making the same old money from the same old dirty business. Yeah. Right? There's other ways and there's better ways. And look, but we all need you, oil. But what did you talk about a burst thing? Is there a burst thing? I'm, I'm saying if thing it, that could happen? Yeah, if, if it. If there, let's say there's an earthquake, let's say whatever it it cracks, like those those pipelines don't last forever. Okay. So if that were to burst and it's on native land and it ruins all their clean water for centuries, then yeah, is it I don't worth want that. it? Is it is that worth it for X amount of dollars in oil? I don't know. I'd, I'd have to see the economics of it, but it doesn't seem. Like the best route. So it sounds like Saudi oil from Russia supporting the war in Ukraine is the way to go. None of that sounds great. I don't think there's great options out there. Um, I think alternative energies are great. And I think if we want to talk about future, we talk about nuclear and then having solar, nuclear, wind, and 
oil reserves, all of those things combined until we can get off of fossil fuels. That would be my solution, but that's like way out. Yeah, I mean, bro, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah, and like I, I do not take the side that I just said. Yeah, but it's interesting to hear what you think about it because you know, obviously, neither of us have really a clue for it. But this kind of is the dialogue that goes in society. Yeah, like we hear this a lot. Yeah, and you shouldn't just be for it or against it, right? And that I think no, that's the issue like is people are either for it or against it. Oh, we need to we need oil, drill, 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 baby, drill. There's other ways of going about it. And there's more efficient ways. And I'm not saying don't drill. We need oil. I get that. I'm saying there's better there's more efficient ways that we're not talking about. And the Keystone XL pipeline, in my mind, is not the solution. And I really don't think, and again, I'm not an economist, but I don't think this is going to lower the price of oil by a shit ton of money because it's it's just going to end up going somewhere else on a boat. That's the thing that I worry about is it wouldn't change anything. Right. We'd, play, we'd pay the same. They say it's going yeah, to. They, as soon as they see that they can make money off it, you're just like, they're just going to charge the same that's the problem damn amount thank you now we, we're coming with a solution here which but is, i mean that's only what fucked. I, that's more what i've seen is like yeah they just do that again and bring it's it down like, for the election do you trust the people making the money no no nah. we don't here at the jre we do not <laughs> review <laughs> god damn it all right uh, let's jump over to the camaro uh, what a legend and what a legend for coming on so soon after getting head kicked into another dimension Mm, just knocked the f out dude i mean i can't tell you how many times i've seen this fight only because i'm gonna i'm pulling it up right now yeah i just can't believe you know it's so weird to look at such a dominant champ that won so hard for so long and then there was just this one move that could take him out and they practiced it before the fight and he oh, was just like able one week to, one week ago mm-hmm. was it that okay it was one week ago yeah, damn it just happened dude damn it just happened yeah dude it the nigerian was, nightmare oh dude Kamaru is so good. He's so dangerous. He's so dominant. The fact that he's in and like an incredible amount of pain from his knees. And what a sweet guy. If you listen to the whole pod, like he really doesn't have a bad word to say oh, about any anyone. Gentle giant for sure. Yeah. I mean, unreal, unreal. God, but- those punches, man. Dude, but that head kick. Leon Edwards. Yeah, I'm, watch, yeah, I'm about to watch it right yeah, now. Yeah, knocked, knocked his head off, dude. Oof. Oof. Knocked his head off. So it was five rounds of... What's his weight class? One... I think he's 170. Yeah, yeah okay. He's, he's Yeah, he's not that big. I mean, he's fucking ripped, but... But, I mean, he looks massive. He's just, those guys are... Well, the guy against him is a skinny, tall dude, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. Wow, he just had that, he had that arm length on him for sure. Yeah. And, you know, it was a good fight. First round, really interesting. 
uh, Leon was dominant, you know, in some ways. Took him down for maybe the first time, though there's some controversy about that. I mean, Kobe maybe took him down, but didn't really get the score for it. Well, he had him in a headlock there. He jumped on his back. Mm Mm-hmm. Dude. Did you watch this one at the studio? Oh, yeah. 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 Nice. I had to. It was so good. He's walking in there all confident, too. Poor guy. He got fucking knocked out. Well, I mean, he'd been winning for a long time. Oh, yeah. Somebody and he's bet, 35. I didn't realize he was 35. Mm-hmm. Somebody bet like $40,000 on Leon. Wow. He was going to win 160. And the whole time we had our group here just watching the fights, we were like, oh, this guy's going to be upset. And then out of nowhere, Ugh. he just kind of faint and then left hand kicked him in the head. Ridiculous. So what did, what did he say his next uh his 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 move is now? What's well, his plan? He's going to recover. He's going to hang out till probably February, March. They're going to do a rematch. It's pr- more than likely going to be in England, which is pretty exciting for me. Nice. They're going to do maybe Wembley Stadium, which is ginormous. That's huge. Well, here's like, what's That's like 40,000 people, dude, isn't it? 80,000. 80. What's nice about it is Rogan, who never does international fights anymore because he's just he's tired of like having to travel with the UFC, like yeah. he did it for a long time. That one he's going to. He's gonna fly over there to do it. And I don't know. Like that just is so massive for both countries. So of course I'm pumped, dude. Why wouldn't I be? Let's go. Yes. I can't I want to go to England with you, dude. Dude. Like soon. You're going for, you're going March, for Christmas, go? right? Aren't you going should for Christmas? Should we go to that fight? I'm not going to say no. We might be able to figure it out. I don't know how we're going to get tickets, but we can try. Oh. I'm a journalist, bro. Press I mean we're doing press. We're press. We're press, doing tour. press. Press. Press tour. Press yeah. You think we can get press? Yeah, tour? you could see you could take my camera. That's it. <laughs> We do a press though, but the rematch is going to be one of the biggest rematches in UFC history. Yes. Just because yes. it's like, look, I love Leon. I love what he's done. I'm a big fan of him. He's a badass. He's a killer. But in a way, he pulled it off in the last second. Can he do it again? And that's what everyone wants to see. Yeah. Like if I was Leon, I would go away from that fight, going, "Okay, I won." But I wasn't winning. I need to really step up my game. And what can Kamaro do? Like, what can he do? Like, how does he go back and say, all right, look, I do the same thing and don't get head kicked. And then Leon says, all right, I got smashed for four rounds and then kicked him in the head. What the hell can I do? Both of their stamina was phenomenal. Dude. So stamina wise, they're already in a good position, and I would be—I'm just so fascinated to see what Leon is going to work on during that time. Um, well, look, he said he, he said he took a nice twenty-minute nap and woke up woke up in the ambulance. Yeah, he had no idea where he was. Yeah, I mean, called that it, was called it a relief, right? He called it a relief, dude. That was one of the most brutal <laughs> kicks to the head I've ever seen in my life. 
unbelievable. But even even saying that, it's a whole attitude on this podcast is like, I got to represent myself well, you know, you know, hat off to Leon. He did great. And he's like doing a lot for the sport over there. And then also I have to represent in front of my own kid. The mm-hmm. hardest thing for me was hearing him talk about um, his kid watching him get knocked out mm. and how upset she was. Oh. Yeah, how could you not be? Ugh, that's tough. I don't know, man. I don't know. It made me think, like, I wonder, like, if you were a UFC fighter, like, even with Leon Edwards, like, if he was the kindest guy in the world, and he seems very genuinely kind, right? He does. Yeah, yeah. And he'll probably go on Joe's show soon. Like, what is the move there? If he had kids and he knew that, Camaro does too. It's like go it talk to them. It's uh, like that's a lot of responsibility. You're trying to celebrate your win. It's not his responsibility. No, it's not that. at all, right? But like what is the best move there if you could just like be like, hey, we're cool, we're friends, it's okay. Well, you I I've been in one too many bar fights in my day and I'm not a huge guy, so I always lost and more often than not, you end up shaking the person's hand, right? It's typically, I mean, we're talking about drunk fights here. I'm not talking about a sanctioned UFC fight, but you know that I would think, I I would like to think that most of these fighters, when they're shaking hands at the end and giving each other hugs, that's, that's a respect, a huge respect, and it's not a thing they have to do, really. That's something they want to do. It's something that they're not even taught to do it's just it's just the way it is when you fight somebody you have mad respect for them no matter who wins i think it's genuine yeah absolutely it's it's my favorite thing after a fight when i see them do that even if they talk mad shit it's almost better when they've done it you know it's it's kind of i don't know you see a fight end and they don't do it and they're just kind of mad at each other you're like seriously dude well i mean think of the Think of the, I don't know what sports you played growing up, but I, I think of baseball when you all have to shake hands at the end. And sometimes, or even be, better example, um, you know, when Jordan, when you, it, what was that, seven seconds? What did they call that with Jordan? That, that film that was recently put out about Michael Jordan, and he was talking about when he played the Pistons and Isaiah Thomas, the captain of the Pistons. He oh, the last shake, dance? W- yeah, the last dance. Thank yeah. you. Wouldn't shake anyone's hand. Like the team was just... The bad boys, the Pistons at the time, late late eighties, nineties, um, early nineties, they were such dicks. But that's how they won. I mean, call them total assholes for being unsportsmanlike, and I don't agree with what they did. But that's what got under people's skin, and that's probably half the reason why they won a lot of those those games is yeah. because they got under the other team's skin, and they're like, "Fuck you! I'm not shaking your hand," which isn't cool. But they, but they talk about Kobe on this mm-hmm. and, like, how much shit he talks. Right. So he, he's one of the biggest shit talkers after Connor. And Was. It, well, it's undeniable that he's actually a nice guy. Like, he just had to become this character because the UFC was like, look, you're fighting, you're good, but nobody wants to watch you, and we're getting close to cutting you. And he became this character that just talked shit. Like, there's a performance aspect to it. Absolutely. They're entertainers. 
Yeah, I mean, it's no different than wrestling, you know? Yeah, really. right? I mean... Well, they talked about that wrestler that slapped that guy a bunch <laughs> of times. That video is so legendary, it's unreal. Unreal. That who, poor who guy was got it? Who was killed. it? I'm going to bring that up to hey, you. Joe could remember either. I, I didn't even recognize his name when they said it, but my God, did that reporter get slapped in the face. Slapped... <laughs> Hard. Uh, oh yeah, that report. He's like, I'll say it again, right? Oh no, that was the. Oh, that was no, that was the first. That was um, that was protect our parts. Mm-hmm. I'm confusing the two. That was the football player. That yeah, yeah, was yeah. like, call me Chris again. But you know, there's a lot of ego there. That's the same thing. That really is. You looking this up? All right, let's end on this. Find that clip. Okay. What do you want me to type in here? Uh, wrestler slaps reporter. Nice. I'll put it in the link to the bio. Um, and when you guys look on that, you can find Rest- that show. Wrestler slaps reporter. Yeah. Okay. It's coming up. Brutal, though. I mean, but that was the thing back in the day. WWE was real in the 80s. David Schultz slaps reporter, 1988. That's got to be it. Yeah, dude. Yep. We'll put that <laughs> link up there. And, oh, watching it now. Oh, he's this got a guy sick a mullet. Set. Look at the size of him. Oh, he Just those, like, drops him with a hand slap. And he goes again, and he just left hand. <laughs> just dropped him twice. I mean, how strong do you need to be to hit someone with a slap in the ear and they drop? This guy's a savage. What, what do you call a slap punch? A slap punch. That was a slap punch. Slap punch. Slap punch. Splunch. He got supplunched. What a legend. Yeah, dude. David Schultz. And look at that hair, too. He's got a fro in this other one. Oh, great hair. It's like a white afro. It's awesome. Brilliant. All right, guys. Well, on that note, we got to go. All right. Thanks for letting me be myself today, bud. Dude. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Ah, cheers. Yeah. Tune in next week, and there'll be more Rogan reviews. Cheers. Later.